You're listening to the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very important concept that if you want you and your business to stay afloat and to stay hip with the times, if they even say that anymore, you're going to want to make sure to pay attention and listen to this episode. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sean Brown, and if you had told me years ago that I would be a professional photographer today, I would have said that you were crazy. Since then, I've been able to grow my photography business to six figures per year and haven't looked back. Now, with over eight years of experience of figuring out what to do and more importantly, what not to do, I help photographers build the thriving photography business that they've always dreamed of so that they can have more time, flexibility, and freedom to do what they truly want to do. And you want to know the best part? I'm showing you how to make that happen for yourself in this audio series. This is Shoot for Success. Hey there, photography friend. Sean Brown here, and hope you are doing fantastic. It is good to sit down and do a full solo recording. The last couple of weeks of podcasts have all been guest interviews, which I absolutely love. But I also love just getting down, sitting with you, Uh, listening in your case, talking with you about all things photography. And this is one of the topics that I've actually wanted to do on the podcast for a while. It was actually the very first topic that I ever wrote down when planning out the Shoot for Success series and launching this podcast. And it is finally coming to fruition. It felt like the right time to do so. And so I'm really excited to deliver this episode to you all about something that is actually in biology, but applies to the world of photography and something and in business as a whole, actually. And I promise I'm not going to keep this. I'm not going to make it super sciencey. I'm going to keep it pretty watered down. So if you're not a science person, don't worry. We're not diving into the chemistry and all that stuff. So no worries about that. But quick little update about what I have been up to the past few weeks. So as you may have known, the Senior Photography Academy doors opened and closed for the class of 2022, all of those students and enrollees. And I have had the absolute best time kicking it off with a couple welcome calls by the time that this podcast goes live with them. And it's been so great to see senior photographers taking the leap of faith and deciding to say no more of doing what hasn't worked in the past. I'm going to do what I know needs to work, and I'm going to implement a tried and true true framework and blueprint that allows me to run my business the way that I want to run my business and that works for you. And so it's been really exciting. So we've already had one of those calls, and uh, today actually is our second call. And one of the things that we do every year when that opens up for enrollment And when the doors open is go through all of the course content inside together as a group, because one of the things that while you may have the trainings for lifetime, you may have all of the materials whenever you need to access them. One of the things that I think is really helpful is having somebody to walk you through the material as you kind of work through it. And that way, you know, if you have questions that arise, yeah, you've got the Facebook group and all that stuff, but sometimes it helps to just sit down and ask the person who put together the course, what did you mean here? How does this apply to my business? All that sort of thing. So that's what we've been working on. And then tomorrow, 
Uh, me and my girlfriend actually head out to Spain. This has been a trip that we were supposed to do in March of 2020. And obviously, uh, we all kind of know what happened then. We were supposed to fly out on March 26th. The whole world shut down like March 16th or 17th of 2020. And we ended up not making it on that trip a couple years back. So we're finally going. So I'm batching a bunch of these podcast episodes so that you all have recordings while I'm gone because I don't want to leave you hanging. And my goal this year is to make sure that the podcast is more consistent. But we're really excited to be heading to Spain and just exploring and eating some good food, seeing some cool places and just checking it out. But one of the things that this kind of actually relates to is with everything really changing pretty dramatically in 2020, it brought this concept up. And that's kind of why I was thinking about it again. And one of the things that you may have seen in your business or seen in the photography industry to an extent are there are periods where sometimes an event comes along and completely changes everything. And we are kind of in that right now. And you may not realize it, and you may not recognize it, but we're in a completely new kind of stage, a new direction that specifically the senior photography industry is moving and uh, a lot of industries actually. And one of the things that happened a couple years back was kind of one of these events where it changes everything, right? Where in March of 2020, we didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. But when we look back two years later, or two years in the future, I should say, we see a lot of changes that have occurred. Work from home is now more relevant than ever. A lot of people are doing things that maybe they didn't do before and it was because of an event that forced them into that direction, right? We kind of took new directions. We started valuing new things where it's like, okay, maybe we actually do want to spend some more time with our families. Or you saw this with uh, homes, especially where a lot of people decided to move from the city into kind of a suburban area with, or even a rural area because they can now work remote with more space around them. And so that was an event that kind of forced them or to think about living in a different way. And so we've had this happen in just kind of general life. And we've also had this happen in the photography industry as a whole. And one of the reasons that I'm bringing up this episode is because if we don't move and adapt with the times, what's going to happen is we're going to get left behind. And unfortunately, I have seen this throughout the industry. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I've seen and why you need to be careful of not repeating the same mistake this time around, because photography and business is all about evolving and adapting. And it kind of stems from biology in a way, which is what I'm going to talk about. And that is the concept of something called a punctuated equilibrium event or punctuated equilibrium. And it sounds really technical, sounds really confusing, but the concept is actually very, very simple. So for those of you who don't know, my background is in biology. It's in biochemistry specifically. 
And for those of you who know my story, you know I thought I was gonna be a doctor, then this little thing called photography came around, decided not to pursue medical school, decided to jump into the deep end with both feet into the pool, uh, no toes dipped in the water to see what the water temperature was like, just jumped fully in and left this medical dream behind, or not even dream, just uh, ambition, I guess I should say, for lack of a better term, and ended up doing photography full-time, and I haven't looked back since. But in my studies in school, one of the things that we have to do is take some intro bio classes just to kind of cover the bases before they let us move on to the the cooler stuff that you know all the proteins and molecular biochemistry things and I remember sitting in one of my bio classes and they were discussing this topic of uh, it's kind of like evolution and they're talking about this concept of punctuated equilibrium where there are events on a timeline and in that timeline what happens is you have a divergent event. You basically have one path branching from another. And if you've ever looked at like uh, a family tree or if you've ever looked at like one of those, um, I don't know, evolutionary timelines or stuff like that, uh, where you have like a bunch of branches where it's like species are kind of connected with one another, where it's like, you know, you have one branch and then this species kind of ends and dies out and it, a newer, a new species goes on and continues. And we have like Darwinian theory and all, all these things. It's very sciencey. And if you aren't into the science stuff, that's completely okay. I'm just trying to paint the picture for you. But the important thing is to note that there is a, di- a divergent event, two paths where they used to be one. And what happens in this is it's usually marked by a particular event. Um, You know, we can look at like the meteors and the dinosaurs or something like that, where there was an event and then all of a sudden everything changed. The dinosaurs kind of died off. I don't even remember. There are a bunch of theories, right? We're just going with one theory. So meteor hits, creates the ice age, all this stuff. And then what happens is that was the event that then led to multiple different branches kind of from certain species where maybe some individuals or some species were better adapted and then they led into a different kind of species subset and new species was created and all that stuff. But the long story short is that there are two paths now. One species continues or doesn't and another kind of comes to be. And one of the things that's really important is to acknowledge how this applies to photography. And one of the things that I saw I came into the industry in about 20, 2013, roughly right around then, is when I started kind of becoming aware. And one of the things that I remember was that my senior year, studios were who you went to for your senior photos. It was, uh, you know, mom and pop or a, st- a brick and mortar location or something like that. And what you would do is you would go in. They had a variety of backdrops. They had a million things to choose from, and it was all done on site, right? So you had many different sets, and maybe some of you are listening and you still do this. And what happens is you go into the studio. They say, hey, which sets do you like? You point at the photos, and they're like, cool. 
we're going to shoot on those. We don't have to worry about driving anywhere because all we got to do is go out into the backyard. We've got the waterfall set up. We've got a little pond. We've got trees, um, all of this stuff. And one of the things that I noticed was over the next couple of years, there was a punctuated equilibrium event in the photography world where what happened was studio photography started to not be a thing. In fact, what happened is the studio that I used to work for, um, they kind of kept with that similar model and it wasn't for a few years that they began to, to change it up a little bit. But one of the things I noticed was that more and more people were moving away from the studio model for one reason or another. There wasn't necessarily a particular event that you can point to and say, this is why people began moving away from going to studios that just have like a couple locations or something like that, or a couple sets or whatever. And it was a move into on location photography, where what people would do is they would go out, they would go to different locations around wherever you live. And it was very on location based where you could either bring your light set up or shoot natural light or whatever it was. And it was this movement that what happened is if you didn't adapt to that, if you said, you know what, we're going to stick with the studio model. We're only going to shoot on our property. We're only going to shoot in these particular locations, those sorts of things. Well, what happened was those studios tended to be left behind. And I remember having a particular phone call with a gentleman and he worked for a studio in the Midwest. And one of the things that he asked me was he said, we've been around for many years. I think it was like in business since like the eighties. It was a family business. And one of the things he said is he's like, what has worked for us isn't working for us anymore. And as we got to talking, one of the things that I, that I kind of picked up on was they were doing what used to work. They weren't doing what worked now. And one of the things that I remember kind of thinking is I was like, they missed the event. They they decided to, instead of going on the new path of kind of adapting and evolving in their business, they tended or they stuck in their tendencies to do what they have always done because that was what was comfortable for them. That's what had worked for them. And when that happened, they saw a significant decrease in business. And when they didn't move, all I could picture was in my head those two branches where one went on to be the the species or the adaptation that worked best and one that their lifetime ended. And it sounds very like dramatic, but that's kind of the truth. Because in business, if we don't adapt, we we wither and we die. What happens is something new comes and replaces us. New life begins to bloom around us when we don't adapt to the circumstances. And the reason that I'm bringing up this up is because we are undergoing another one of those events right now. And whether you recognize it or not, it's happening. And we can point to these and they happen not every day, not every year, but, you know, over the last couple of decades, we've seen this a couple times. And 
One of those was the move to digital. So a lot of photographers that chose not to go on the digital route ended up not really being as well adapted to where the future of photography went, where now all of a sudden, instead of us shooting all on film and slides and uh, whatever you were shooting on back in those days of film, well, now all of a sudden, what was happening is everyone was shooting digital and it took a long time for some of the film photographers to recognize that, oh, this isn't just a fad, this is actually something that is going to stick around. And if you recognize that early, you were actually putting yourself and your business in a much better position. We also saw another event, which was in 2010-ish, with the rise of social media, where Facebook and, uh, you know, MySpace wasn't really necessarily a huge marketing tool, but like, especially, especially Facebook with Facebook business pages. And then Instagram, as that started to become a bigger thing, we saw that shift in how we had to approach marketing and the businesses that got on social media and didn't just rely on on word of mouth marketing or uh, traditional advertisement like uh, print or, or newspaper or flyers or a direct mail or something like that, or uh, all email marketing, all those sorts of things, you know, they saw those, uh, those individuals with social media were better equipped And this isn't to say that you can't do things that used to work. That's not saying you can't shoot film. There are photographers that still shoot film and they actually use that as like a value prop in their business where it's like a unique selling proposition where they can point to this and say, hey, we shoot on film and we get this look that no other photographer really can replicate. Digital can kind of do it, but like this is the real deal. And then you see photographers that are still highly successful with email. I use email in my business, direct mail, those sorts of things, uh, print advertisements. So it isn't to say that you can't do it, but what it is to say is that you should understand how those new things play into the larger scope. And the reason that I bring up these is because these are events that we can point to and in in hindsight, retrospect, we can say, yeah, it was probably smart to move to digital, right? I don't think anybody here is going to say that there's a really a a huge downside to digital. We get our images faster. We now are able to see the results right on the back of our camera. We don't have to go out and have them processed before we see if we got the shot. We don't have to spend money on film, right? Memory cards cost just about as much of a roll as a roll of film these days, and we don't have to put it into our camera time and time again. And not only that, but especially with how digital sharing has been going. Now we don't have to scan in our slides and convert those to digitals and stuff like that. So there are a lot of advantages to digital and we could probably look back and say 20-ish years later that yeah, it was a smart move if you went to digital. Same thing can probably go for studios where we say, yeah, studios can be a great asset to your business, but if you don't adapt, and, and one of the things that uh, I actually think is the reason why studios didn't adapt quite as well is lack of variety, where if they were rooted in their ways of only photographing in, say, one or two or, you know, six or, you know, a dozen of the same locations that you can clearly tell it's the same location, well, if that's not what seniors wanted, if they wanted unique locations and different environments and those sorts of things, they wanted to be outdoors and be able to showcase their personalities in different locations. Well, if you didn't do that, 
then you weren't doing very well. And in hindsight, we could probably say, well, yeah, more variety is better when it comes to photography because it makes it a little bit easier for people to understand or not understand, but like a little bit easier for people to kind of wrap their heads around like the possibilities, right? Rather than saying, hey, we do this and this. And if it doesn't fit for your personality, then, well, you're probably not a good fit for our studio, right? Where on location gives us more tools and resources. And we can look at this and we can say, yeah, it was a smart move to move to social media as well. Nobody's going to say you shouldn't be on social media for your business nowadays. In fact, a lot of ways you're online presence is your physical storefront. A lot of people don't even need a studio anymore. They can do it all on location, all online. And so in hindsight, we always say, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we can say, yeah, move to digital was good. Move to social media was good. Move to on location stuff for most photographers works extremely well. And there are successful studios that do only studio. And this isn't to say you can't do that. It just is making you aware of you know, the other options or the other things going on. And the reason I bring that up is because we are going through an event right now, which is shift to personal brand and needing to adapt our marketing strategies. And in the past couple years, I have noticed with not just myself, but many other photographers and chances are, if you are listening to this podcast, you have felt that as well, which is Facebook and Instagram is not what it used to be. Nobody's going to sit here and tell you that, oh yeah, my business page on Facebook is getting hundreds of likes and everybody who is a fan of my page sees my work and a hundred percent of my followers on Instagram are seeing what I do. No, we've seen the numbers decrease. And with bigger businesses, it's affected them more because they have a bigger following and with bigger followings tends to be less close interactions, right? Where it's not like a friend's account where you may, you're probably going to see all of their posts, right? Where you're interacting with them more and we have those followers where they see all of our posts, they interact with all our posts and they're going to see all of our posts. But for a vast majority of our followers, we're not seeing that. And so now what's happened is where... 80 or 90% of people used to see our our Instagram feed. Now maybe it's like 50 or 25%. And we're even seeing that some numbers on some accounts like get as low as like 10% on the bigger side of brands. And so what's happening is you're seeing less and less people see your posts. And what's happening is people are kind of freaking out. They're kind of going how do I get more people to see my posts? How do I drive up engagement? All that sort of thing. And at some point, while we can do certain things, we can hack the algorithm, we can increase our caption option or caption engagement formats and stuff like that, include call to actions, and we can ask people to share and uh, tell their friends and all that stuff. Like we can do all that. And that's not to say that you shouldn't. But what we also have to be aware of is like, what can we do? to kind of circumvent this and how can we adapt with it? How can we say, let's try something new? And so for the past couple of years, one of the things that I have been doing is shifting around my marketing strategies, where rather than just being able to rely on organic, I'm now incorporating a little bit more paid advertisement, namely 
Facebook and Instagram ads, and I'm even playing around with TikTok ads as well. And we're gonna see how those perform. So, uh, you know, if you're in my mastermind, what we'll do is we'll probably do a class down the line on, on TikTok advertising. And uh, again, one of the cool things is that it mimics Facebook ads on a lot of ways with uh, not as necessarily as direct of targeting, but now we can target by location and interest and age groups and those sorts of things. So it's becoming a little bit more uh, relevant, especially in the senior industry where now Facebook ads is, and when I say Facebook ads, this also includes Instagram, but now with TikTok ads being able to target uh, 13 to 17, whereas Facebook ads, you can't anymore. Uh, restrictions are a little bit tougher. So I'm not going to say you can't, but you can't do it with as much specificity as you used to. TikTok is allowing you to do that. And one of the things that you're also seeing with Facebook ads is costs going up. So your cost per acquisition or your cost to acquire a client goes up. And with TikTok, you're seeing lower costs. You're seeing lower cost per clicks. You're seeing lower CPMs, which is basically how many, how much it's costing, costing you to get in front of a thousand people. So you're seeing much, much lower costs. Uh, with TikTok ads. And then I'm also, in, and for the last couple of years, I've been incorporating uh, Google ads in into my ad strategy, namely YouTube video banner overlays that you see kind of at the bottom of the videos, uh, YouTube search, YouTube homepage, Google search, and all of these different Google ad platforms. And one of the things that you're seeing on these is that especially as the demographics shift into watching more YouTube and stuff like that and shift away from Instagram and move into TikTok and that sort of thing. TikTok and YouTube are two of the most heavily kind of uh, consumed platforms in this particular age group of Gen Z. And so it's kind of a silly thing not to be in front of them there. And one of the things is moving your ad strategies around accordingly so that you are getting in front of them in those platforms. Not to mention with Google, we're actually seeing, or personally, I'm seeing better results with Google ads and uh, TikTok or Google ads specifically, but Google ads because it's search-based. So whereas Facebook and Instagram, where it lost a lot of the targeting options where you couldn't target by interests and it wasn't necessarily as pinpointed for like who was being shown the ad. Yeah, you can show it to like a general age, but you're not even sure if they're like looking for a senior photographer or some, something like that. With Google ads, the cool thing is you can actually target by search. So anybody who searches keywords, doesn't really matter where you're putting those ads, they can show up on a variety of, of places and it, it is only gonna show for people who are actually searching for that particular service. So you're seeing more accurate or more qualified leads coming in because it's already people that are searching for that service. So it's less people just clicking out of interest and more people clicking out of necessity or, or whatever they're looking for. And so if you are not incorporating Google, TikTok ads into your business right now, even Facebook and Instagram ads co uh, combined with email marketing is hugely successful. And one of the things that you wanna do is start developing a plan and a strategy for making that happen. And then the other one, that other event that we've kind of really started to notice in the last few years, I would say, probably within the last four or five, is a shift to uh, heavy interest in personal brand, where more and more individuals are less 
depend are less uh, inclined to do business with a bigger brand if they don't have a personal brand to them. Where if you can put a face to your business, you're going to be much more successful because people are going to be more likely to do business with you. In fact, it's much easier to do business with a person than it is a business itself. And so this is why you've seen a huge shift to personal branding and things like uh, in the influencer movements have really shaped this where now more brands are using celebrities to po to push their products. And, you know, we hear about the famous like Kim Kardashian things or Kylie Jenner where she's being paid like millions of dollars to post about some protein powder supplement or something like that. Or, you know, we see these huge brands where it's like Ryan Reynolds is now the face of Mint Mobile and all these things. So you see a lot of these per, these brands taking on a more personal aspect of things. And, you know, we can even associate uh, big brands like uh, AT&T with that one lady and uh, Progressive with Flow and those sorts of things. So they're kind of putting a face to the brand in that way. And people are relating to this much better. And so one of the things I see photographers struggle with is they say, well, I'm not really sure how to put myself into my brand. Like how much is too much to share? And what do I need to be doing is like posting a photo of myself. Is that enough? And what we need to do is we need to acknowledge that it's not necessarily a one right only answer. It's kind of a combination of how do we do this in conjunction with a way that still allows people to understand what our brand is, what it does, how we're different from our competition, those sorts of things. And so it gets really, really important to do kind of an analysis of, of where you are in your business and how you can show up personally in your social media feed so that your clients are getting to know you before they you know, they get to know you before they choose to do business with you. And this is why, you know, in the mastermind we talk about, we, you know, I have a course, uh, one of the master classes all on IGTV and YouTube and how we can put a personal brand to our business and get people to know us and like us and those sorts of things. So these are things that we really need to be very aware of and make an effort of doing in our day-to-day -day business. Because if we don't, what's going to happen is we are going to stagnate. We are going to be the photographer that says, you know what, I don't think I don't think I can do personal brand or I'm not going to do paid ad strategies or I'm not going to use other platforms that help drive business like TikTok and utilizing reels. And heck, even reels is now you're seeing decreased reach with that as more and more people hop on reels and more advertisers now pour into reels, uh, decreasing the amount of, you know, platform space, right, where they can show an ad. Facebook's going to show an ad versus somebody who's not paying to use the platform or show their ad. So we don't want to be the photographer that in the film days wishes they had switched to digital or wishes they had gotten on Instagram sooner or wishes that they had moved to on location photography and a little bit of a more personalized portrait experience specifically with the seniors. So these are all things that we need to be thinking about. And the reason that I'm going to entitle this episode Adapt or Die is because it's time to do just that. It's time to say, heck, even if things have worked for you in the past, what we need to do is we need to say, this is not always going to be the case. And sometimes what we need to do is we need to adapt our strategy, move into new areas of business or new ways of marketing or new ways of approaching our business. And that's not to say that we can't do what has worked in the past. We just need to be smart about how that's happening. And so 
if you're a photographer that's sitting here wondering why you're seeing decrease in inquiries or why people aren't inquiring with you as much, well, we need to take a look at the strategies that you're using to generate leads. Because at the end of the day, business is all about leads and sales. If you're not getting leads and you're not booking clients, you're probably not going to be in business very long. And so it's really, really important to make sure that you're going about it in a way that you're doing what has worked for you, but mixing in a little bit of the new stuff. You don't want to be the dinosaurs that when the meteor hits, you don't really know what to do. And you don't have any strategies of like avoiding, you know, you don't have your winter coat on as dino, but the woolly mammoths did just fine during the ice age and that sort of thing. So you want to make sure that you're putting your business in the best position possible. So hope you're doing well. Uh, We're going to wrap that episode right here. If you haven't taken a chance to subscribe, leave a review over on iTunes yet, please make sure to do so. You are entered for a chance to win a one-on-one video coaching call with me. I do about one of those per quarter with somebody, so I'll randomly draw your name. All you have to do is screenshot your review, send it to me over on Instagram at shootforsuccesspodcast, and I will make sure to get you entered. If you don't screenshot it and you don't send it to me, I have no clue how to reach you, and I won't be able to know even who left the review sometimes, because sometimes your names are different. So make sure to do that, but hope you're doing well. Hope this episode was helpful. If it was, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Sean Brown Productions or Shoot for Success Podcast, and just let me know how you liked it. Share it with your friends on stories if you so choose to, so that other fellow photographers could be helped out, but hope you're doing absolutely amazing. And as always, I will see you next week over on the Shoot for Success podcast. Until then, we'll see you later. One of the things I discovered early on in photography is that working harder isn't what builds a successful business. In fact, after coaching hundreds of photographers in every market across the country, the number one trait that they all shared when they were struggling was working harder than ever in hopes that things would finally come together. It wasn't until they figured out how to implement the proper frameworks and strategies that their business took off. That's why I've created this free on-demand video training series, the Intro to Senior Photography Crash Course, to help photographers who want to start or grow their businesses without spending years struggling trying to figure it out on their own. In this free training, I will teach you the steps you need to take that people like myself, along with hundreds of other photographers, have used to build their thriving senior photography business and be able to live the life they want to live. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to unlock how to make that happen for you and your business and say yes to being the successful senior photographer you've always dreamed of being.